There are so many examples with this, Amy, in markets like photography and calligraphy and fitness and finance and music and art and dog training. Heck, there's Holly George who's got a membership with hundreds and hundreds of members teaching how to make balloon animals for crying out loud. Like, bottom line is that when you know something, the amazing part about the internet is that we have the ability to reach thousands and thousands of people who also want to learn how to do the same things. And so it's just a matter of taking what you know breaking it down and beginning to teach it inside of a membership. I'm Amy Porterfield, ex-corporate girl turned CEO of a multi-seven-figure business. But it wasn't all that long ago that I lacked the confidence, the budget, and the time to focus on growing my small but mighty business. Fast forward past many failed attempts and lessons learned, and you'll see the business I have today. One that changes lives and gives me more freedom than I ever thought possible. One that used to only exist as a daydream. I created the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you do the same. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur or one in the making who's looking to create a business that makes an impact and a life you love, you're in the right place, friend. Let's get started. It's been over two years, two years since I had my dear friend, Stu McLaren on the podcast. And the last time he was on, he blew my listeners' minds. He shared his pre-sell strategy, and we still get people writing into us telling us about how great that episode was. So naturally, I thought it was high time we got him back on the show. And today, we're talking about something that both of us strongly believe in, and that's having a membership experience as part of your business. Honestly, what I love most about having a membership experience is that it allows me to continue the journey with my students after they complete my most popular signature course, Digital Course Academy. For my students, the membership experience gives them the support they need to grow and scale their business in a big way. This was something that was missing from my business, and I kept hearing from my students that they wish they had a place to go to to keep learning after Digital Course Academy was over. And they wanted something to help them keep building their businesses, and they also wanted a community of like-minded entrepreneurs. And so that's what momentum has become. So here's the deal. I want you to dive into this episode if you have a business that you're looking to scale or if you're looking for a way to further support your students. Maybe they're asking for it or maybe you've thought about adding a membership, but you just haven't taken the leap. This episode is for you. And for those of you who are already rocking a membership, you're going to want to listen to this because Stu always drops gems that when I'm listening to him, I think, oh my gosh, I needed to hear that for my own membership. So the interview is going to be amazing. I can't wait for you to listen in. So let's get to it. Well, hey there, Stu. Welcome to the show. Well, how do you do, Miss Amy Porterfield? My cheeks are already hurting from laughing and we just got on. I don't know how I'm going to make it through this episode, but I have to tell you, I've been looking forward to it all week. Well, that's because you you burped right before we started and we both started giggling and then and then we're right into it. 
laughing. I did burp. I had a, you're so rude. You do not tell when ladies burp. I had a protein shake and I burped right before we went on live. And then he thought that was hilarious because he's a child. He's a 10 year old boy. And so now we're moving on. Okay. Boy humor out of the side, out of the way. How's it going? It is going well. I'm excited to talk about all things memberships because I said in the intro, it's been two years since we've talked about this topic. We haven't had you on the show in over two years and you've got a lot of cool stuff to share around memberships. So I'm just going to start us off with taking you back. Can you remember the reason why you created a membership in the very first time? Like, why did you do it? Like, what was the driving force behind it? Amy, you're asking me to go back to 2008. That's a okay. that's a long time ago. Um, but yeah, okay. So back then, at the time, I had a consulting business. Okay, and um, I, I'm sure many of your you know audience and listeners uh, have a similar type of business, and it was a service based business, right? So people would hire me. Uh, I was managing their affiliate programs. And uh, it was basically on a short-term contract basis. So they'd be coming up for like a launch and I'd be managing their affiliate program during that launch or uh, some clients I had as an ongoing uh, retainer and I was managing their affiliate program ongoing. And it was a great business. You know, we were doing mid six figures in that business. So things were cooking for young little stew. But there was, I had been at, at 2008 at that time, I had been married to my Amy for about a year. And we were talking seriously about having children. And I just started to realize a few things. One of them was that the business model that I had, it wasn't going to work long term because I was burning the candle at both ends. Like, yeah, we were doing really well, but I was working a lot. And the only way to grow that business was for me to work more. And I didn't have any more time to give. So something had to give because... I wanted to be a present husband and I wanted to be a present father. And this was the point at which it started uh, forcing me to ask different questions. And one of them was how could I continue to earn more revenue or how could I continue to grow the business without it requiring more of my time? That was one question. The second question that I started asking was how could I help and reach more people? without it requiring more of my time. That led to a conversation with a mentor of mine who brought up the suggestion of a membership. And I said, well, what is that? And he said, well, think of it this way. Instead of you helping people one-on-one, you're helping people one-to-many. And it gives you the ability to be able to scale the way you help and it gives you the ability to be able to scale the business without it requiring more of your time. That was so that sold me. And at that point, I began down the membership path and began exploring it. And here we are today. Here we are today. I mean, you're similar. Your story is so similar to why I got into digital courses to move away from the one to one type of business that I had, knowing I will always hit that ceiling no matter what, because there's one of me and I can only go so far. So I love that that's why you got into memberships. And boy, have you gotten into memberships. So the reason I have Momentum, which is a multi-million dollar membership, is because Stu encouraged me for years to do it. 
And then we, because in true Amy fashion, I've got to make it a big deal about everything. We traveled to Canada and I was like, tell me everything you know. You don't need to travel to Canada to get everything Stu knows, but that's what I did. And it, it changed our business dramatically. So I have so much respect and love for Stu for what he's taught me and what he's taught so many others. So Stu, I want to talk about like different types of memberships because I've seen memberships for like $2 and I've seen memberships for like thousands of dollars a month. It really runs the gamut. So with, with that, how does someone know what kind of membership that they should create? I would always start with the type of business that you have right now, because I want you to think of four different types of memberships. First one would be like a product-based membership. So uh, back in the day, Dollar Shave Club was... Uh, a membership that really made this product-based membership popular. You know, uh, the old way of selling, you know, razors was to sell them one off. You'd have to go into the grocery store. Many times they were behind like a lock and key cabinet. Like you had to ask somebody, listen, oh, I want to shave my face this week. Could I get some razors, please? You know, like it was just ridiculous what used to happen. So Dollar Shave Club came along and they said, well, hey, listen, uh, why don't we just make your life easy? You're going to need these on the regular basis. We'll just send them to you to your house. And you just pay us on a monthly basis. And people were like, yes, please. And in four years, by the way, that company went from a fledging little startup to selling for more than a billion dollars. Like I had crazy no cancer. idea. Yeah. What? So they, you know, they took the concept of like a product that people would typically buy one off. And instead, they've turned it into a recurring membership by asking themselves, well, how could we you know, position this to be able to uh, make it more convenient, deliver it more often. Now, since then, you've seen lots of like ties of the month, socks of the month, you know, coffee of the month, tea of the month. There's all these products of the month type memberships, but these are great examples of product-based memberships. Another great example of product-based memberships would be like subscription boxes. Our friend, Sarah Williams, you know, she is a perfect example of this. She had a retail store. And um, she noticed that her local customers were coming in and they were buying the same types of items on a regular basis. Now, Sarah's a smart, savvy businesswoman. She said, well, wait a minute. If they're coming in on the regular to buy these anyway, like, why not make it easy for them? And so she created this subscription box for women that includes like all the, you know, great items that women love, like earrings and bags and uh, T-shirts and I was curious what you were going to say, like, Stu, what do women love? <laughs> Come on. Um, I just know what's in our box, okay? I'm still learning this stuff. I'm still learning. But anyway, so she initially started selling it to her local customers. Well, then that grew, and she now has more than 3,000-plus monthly subscribers. And here's wow. what's you. I, I, well, I'll say the uh, – I'll, I'll leave a little hook. Ask me at the – you know, as we go on a little bit later, um, to something else that Sarah has done that is – one of the things that I think is actually the future of memberships, a huge opportunity for membership site owners. Okay, I won't let you forget. But a great example, again, of a product-based membership. So product-based membership, number one. Number two would be a service-based membership. So again, instead of relying or hoping that customers are going to come back and purchase a service from you again, why not set it up where it's on a membership or recurring basis where you know with certainty that they're going to come back and buy from you again? couple of examples. There's a barbershop in Toronto. Instead of hoping that their clients come back, they've set up a membership. You pay on a month, you pay a monthly fee and you get two cuts a month. 
easy peasy putting in pie. It's a great deal. But here's the other part about that that makes this amazing for the business owner. They know with certainty that however many, many members they have, they are going to get paid by them next month. And it changes the dynamics of how we operate as business owners. Another example, Mary Claire Fadette. She has a massage business. She joined our community years ago. Uh, and we walked through the process of doing a founding member launch. She did it. And again, what she was selling was you pay a monthly fee, you get so many massages per month. Now, here's the crazy part, Amy. I recently caught up with Mary Claire uh, just a, less than a month ago. And I said, I said, what's going on? Like, how's, how's the business? She's like, well, Stu, I, I honestly haven't been doing much with the membership. She's like, because I did the founding member launch three years ago, and over 80% of my members have stayed, and I haven't had a need to do any additional launches because I've been booked the entire time. Come on. It's amazing, right? So again, she took a one-time you know, service and turned it into a membership. Service-based memberships is number two. Number three is the one that you and I are most familiar with. This is the one that you know, the vast majority of people listening will absolutely be able to apply. And that is a knowledge-based business uh, membership, knowledge-based membership. And this is where like we take the things that we already know, love and do and our expertise and we, you know, help people either solve an ongoing problem or we help them master a set of skills uh, or we make things more convenient for them. Uh, but there are so many examples of this. I got to give a shout out to our beloved friend, Anna DeGilio. We love you, Anna. Anna is our marketing baby. <laughs> yes. With me, she always says she learned so much. So we call her our marketing baby. <laughs> but, but Anna's amazing. She was a teacher for more than 20 plus years. And she was really good at what she teaches in the classroom, helping kids read and write. And so she ultimately took what she was doing in the class and began providing other teachers those lesson plans, making their lives easier, creating a blueprint for them to help their kids read easier and faster. Well, before she knew it, that membership exploded with thousands of members. So she took what she already knew, all the things that she was already doing, and she just packaged it into a membership. And there are so many examples with this, Amy, in markets like photography and calligraphy and fitness and finance and music and art and dog training. Heck, there's Holly George who's got a membership with hundreds and hundreds of members teaching how to make balloon animals for crying out loud. Like bottom line is that when you know something, the amazing part about the internet is that we have the ability to reach thousands and thousands of people who also want to learn how to do the same things. And so it's just a matter of taking what you know, breaking it down and beginning to teach it inside of a membership. So we got product-based, service-based, knowledge-based. Last one's real simple, community-based memberships. Oh, tell me more. I didn't know there was a fourth. Okay. I've actually never heard you explain it the way you are right now. And I'm really excited about this. So what's the community-based? This is just the old school model of people paying to be part of a group of others who have a shared interest. Now more than ever, you know, coming out of what has happened during the last two years, people feel more divided, more alienated than ever before. And this is where people are craving connection right now. They just want to be with people in a safe environment who have a shared interest. People want to get back to that place 
of joy, get back to that place of fulfillment. So just creating that container for people is tremendously powerful. And there's a couple of great examples of this. Uh, Levi Kajula has a membership with more than 12,000 plus members. And he doesn't uh, necessarily teach a whole bunch of uh, content in there. It's more for people to just continue to jam and learn guitar together. He's got, a, uh, there's another membership, uh, I think of Tanel over in Estonia. Now, it's a smaller country. I think the population is somewhere around three to four million people. And he's created this safe place for people in his country to talk about parenting. And uh, it's a, again, he's not teaching a ton of stuff. It's more of a community where people can have discussions and support and help each other. So product-based memberships, service-based memberships, knowledge-based memberships, and community-based memberships. Those are the four types. Okay. I'm so glad we went over those. And I think for the community-based, you know how we're seeing a lot of influencers pop up everywhere? I can see influencers taking advantage of that community-based membership. I'm thinking of Skinny Confidential. I don't know if she charges for it, but she has this huge community and they love to hear what she's buying, what she's working on, what she's into, and that influences their decisions. They would absolutely pay for a community like that. So if you are an influencer, pay attention. There's something for you here as well. Influencers, I think of like musicians, I think of like actors, I think of athletes, like I think of anybody who has a blog uh, or a podcast or YouTube channel, people just want to see behind the scenes like and just be part of that type of a community. Amy, you probably know that I'm a huge Adidas fan, you know, and, and our family loves Adidas. There's a whole thing called the three stripe life. And, you know, bottom line, it's a community, right? Like, and I was so proud the other day because uh, we went into this Adidas outlet and we've got a bunch of stuff and come up to the counter and the gentleman says, are you part of the membership? And I said, am I part of the membership? Of course. And he's like, well, punch in your, you know, your membership ID. So I punch it in. He's like, well, I got good news for you. I said, what's that? He's like, you get an additional 30% off everything. Because you're a level four member. And I'm like, heck yeah. I was like looking around. I'm like, I'm a level. He's like, we don't get many level four members in this store. And I was like, well. Your dirtiness has paid off. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But it's one of those moments where like I'm part of this community. You know what I mean? And it feels good to be part of a community. And it's the same with, this is why Peloton riders, like shout out to my Peloton peeps. I'm a big Peloton rider, but like you'll see that everywhere because they created this community. We're part of something. I think it's just it's a huge opportunity in so many different ways. I absolutely agree. I love the way you broke those down. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products and I want to talk about Shopify. Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. 
Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers, and I know you're doing important work. And with that, you wanna make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. So here's the deal. We've been talking about memberships, you and I, for years and years and years. And I've had you on my podcast before talking about memberships. And I told you, Stu, I want this to be a little bit different than the past episode because things have changed. The face of memberships have definitely changed in the last couple of years. So what changes have you seen and why do you think those changes are important to anyone who's thinking about creating a membership or already has a membership? Well, you didn't quite say it that way. You said, Stu, this cannot be boring. My audience <laughs> needs better. Okay. So get it together. Get your act together. <laughs> okay. Sorry. All right. I'm grim and proper. Here we go. All right. There have been a lot of changes, especially during the last two years. In fact, you know, so many changes that we had we completely re-recorded our entire signature program because so much has changed. Now, here's what I want to share with your audience. There are some big buckets of areas that are changing rapidly that we all need to pay attention to. One, as a membership site grows, what ends up happening is that there's more and more content being added into the membership. Now, Amy, this is a pop quiz for you. I'm going to put you okay. on the spot. We didn't talk so about nervous. this. Okay. Do you remember the number one reason why people cancel from a membership? Too much information. Too much information, which leads to what? Overwhelm. <laughs> Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> I get a prize. I get a prize. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm happy that you listen to your own podcast. That is exactly <laughs> what we said last time. Um, yeah. But yes, the number one reason that people cancel from a membership is overwhelm. But here's what this means for us as membership site owners or somebody thinking about creating a membership. As time goes on, it creates more um, intention on our behalf to organize the content in a way that allows people to be able to find the things that they're looking for to be able to reach the result that they desire. 
What this means for us is that we just need to continuously look to provide clarity and direction as time goes on. People aren't buying stuff anymore. People don't join a membership because they just want access to a bunch of stuff. They're buying because they want to get a result. So what that means for us as membership site owners is we just need to be intentional about continuously creating clarity and direction for our people. So content, that's a big piece, you know, organizing our content. Another big uh, piece, we kind of touched on it, is being able to create that safe place for people. Because uh, more now than ever, people are just seeking that safe environment where they can truly connect. You know, uh, I was sharing with you before we got started that there was a piece of research that came out of uh, Canada where they surveyed more than 2,500 Canadians, asking them about their feelings two years after the pandemic. And unfortunately, the results were pretty dismal. The vast majority of people were saying they feel like life is worse now than it was two years ago. The vast majority of people were saying they feel more disconnected to friends and family and heck, even their spouses than they ever have before. And people felt like there was there's more division and conflict than there ever has been, all caused because of uh, things that have uh, arose with the, the pandemic. People's travel, you know, ha- they've been travel plans have been changed. People's had surgeries that have been delayed, like all these crazy things, right? And by the way, for anybody that's listening, if you've experienced any of this, again, I just want to emphasize and, and pour my heart out and say, I get it. Like it's it's been challenging. And then the flip side of that was that there was one line there that really caught my attention. And it talked about how over 80 plus percent of people were saying that the pandemic made a lot of big life decisions, very clear and very easy for them. And what it made clear was that they didn't want to spend more time doing things that they didn't love. More people were pursuing, you know, passions that they had always thought about pursuing, but had always pushed to the back burner. People were realizing like, I don't want to work in this job that I don't love anymore. I, I've had this idea for a business and I'm going for it now. People were making those big life moves because they realized that there is no better time than now. And it is not about putting things off, putting things off because who knows what's going to happen. Similarly, it also, they talked about how people are craving that connection again, and they just want to be able to bring back the joy, bring back the fun, bring back the relationships that they felt they had more than two plus years ago. And this is an opportunity for us to be able to create that safe container. And it's not about pretending that these hard things are not happening in the world because they are. Right. But it's about empathizing with people and connecting with people and creating that safe container for people. So there's that part that I think has changed a little bit is that, again, it's about intention. It's about being more intentional with the way in which we hold that space for people. Now, the last thing that I would say about major things that have changed is a shift to the way we look at onboarding our new members into a membership. Because Amy, studies have shown that if we create a positive experience for people in the first 30 days of their membership, it can triple the lifetime value of that member. 
Now, here's here's. Let me ask you real quick. What do you think are some uh, things that contribute to a positive experience that someone might have? Um, knowing how to navigate through the membership, how to use it, having clarity and direction about like, hey, I'm signing up because I want to get this result. Like, where do I begin? What do I do? Right. And, and this is, we've talked about this on past podcasts, but that's where the success path really comes into play is like giving people about like, okay, here's where you are in this journey, but don't, you don't have to worry about everything. You just have to worry about these few things right now to be able to experience that momentum. That's a great example. Any other thoughts that come to your mind? The other one would be like how to engage and get in there. We've noticed that if someone doesn't post in our group and get into our membership and do something, they're more likely not to stay. Is there anything with that? Absolutely. Those first wins in the early days. Like I think of Andrea Ames, you know, uh, she did something beautiful in her membership. Most people have like a challenge on the front end as part of their promotion to bring people into their membership. Andrea flipped it on its head and she had a challenge once somebody joined their membership. Mark. Yeah, she did all kinds of things. Like if somebody does certain activities in the in the first 24 hours, in the first seven days, in the first 30 days, she has different prizes and different things. But what happens is like people get engaged, people get involved, people begin experiencing those early momentum and wins. Now, the last one that I would say about that creates that positive experience is connecting people, not just with you, but with other members. And I'll just share a personal story, you know, because you're a great mentor to our uh, daughter, Marla. Love Marla. Marla and our son, Sam, started a brand new school this year. And, you know, I don't know if anybody has kids who have started a new school, but my daughter's 10, my son uh, is eight, and they were nervous. You know, they've never been to this area. They don't know any kids. And we were nervous as parents. We're like, oh, gosh, we're like, guys, it's going to be fine. Everything's going to be great. You know, like we're trying to be the positive parents. But underneath, we're just like, please, please not make it a good day. So we walked into school and we're having all these trying to all this, like pep talk on their way to school. But the kids are really nervous. They eventually like get in the line. They meet the teacher. They get in line. They go into their class. And Amy and I are like, fingers crossed, like, please, like, let this be a good day. The end of the day, Amy and I go and we pick them up. And uh, we're waiting there for them. And Marla comes out and I'm like looking, I'm like, okay, trying to gauge like, how did the day go? And then she comes running. She's got this big smile on her face. And I'm like, oh yeah. She comes running over. I'm like, Marla, how's your day? She's like, dad, it was so amazing. And she's like, this is the best school ever. I'm like, really? I'm like, tell me why. She's like, okay, dad, as soon as I got into class, I met this girl, Kiera, and she used to go to Montessori schools just like me. So we had that in common. I'm like, amazing. She's like, but dad, it gets better. She rides horses as well. And I'm like, what? She's like, we both love horses. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. And she's like, here's what's even more crazy, dad. You know that new stable that I just started riding at? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, her mom owns the stable. I'm like, what? She's like, dad, it was so great. Time out. Her whole perception of this school got framed because she made one connection with one other kid. Wow, that's huge. I didn't even see it like that. Oh my goodness. And I'm sharing this because the same is true inside of our memberships. Yes. If we can help our members connect with just one other person, it can make a world of difference in terms of framing up the experience those people have. So there are all kinds of creative ways to be able to do this, but I want to put that intention out there because that onboarding experience massively influences the way in which 
Uh, it impacts our retention, which impacts our bottom line and the overall success of the membership. Now, final thing, Amy, is just this is real simple. There's also a important understanding of the lifeline of a membership and how we need to change our marketing strategy as it grows. In the beginning, we're just trying to get it off the ground. We just want to get it going. This is where the founding member launch works. I recommend people have a launch plan or launch strategy for the first little bit until they get up to about two to 3,000 members. But then there becomes a shift in terms of the way we market. And great example of this is Scott Paley in uh, our community. Now, Scott, he's the co-founder of a membership called the Nonprofit Leadership Lab. And he and his business partner, they help other nonprofit leaders. And they got to that, you know, two to 3,000 member mark, but they had started to plateau uh, because they were adding just as many members during the launch that they were losing, so to speak, in between moments. So then he shifted to an evergreen model and a launch model. They combined both. And what has happened is by incorporating the evergreen model, he now has more revenue to be able to, you know, buy ads and do this test and, you know, dial that process in. And as a result, they in a year time went from two, 2,500 members to more than 4,500 members, and they continue to grow and grow and grow each and every month. Now, do I recommend that the evergreen strategy be utilized in the beginning? No, because it takes time and it takes money to be able to get the ads and the whole funnel dialed in. But at some point, we've got to modify and adjust the way we market as the membership grows. So there's a, a, a bunch of things that have changed. Um, I just verbally vomited on you on a whole bunch of them. Um, hopefully, uh, your listeners will be able to take some things away. I enjoyed every minute of it. So that's good stuff. I was thinking while you were talking, do you think there's certain types of online businesses that work better with a membership than others? Yeah, I think businesses like manufacturing and uh, selling tires, as an example, they would be difficult to turn into a membership. I think that businesses that are super easy are anything where you are teaching people stuff. Yes. That's our bread and butter. You and I talk about this all the time. Like it, It's such a low-hanging fruit. If you have got passions, if you've got expertise if you've been doing things for a long time or if things come easy to you, like for a long time, my wife, you know, but for the audience, like this is my Amy, this Amy Porterfield is my Amy number two. My wife is my Amy number one for clarification. <laughs> and shout out to Amy number one. We love her dearly. Probably the <laughs> nicest person I've ever met. Second to Stu, but yes, we love her. Well, thank you for that. So for a long time, she used to say to me, she's like, Stu, I just, I wish I was good at something. Oh, that breaks my heart that she said that. Yeah. And she, she would say like, you know, she talked about her friend Ingrid, who's like, you know, uh, later on in life discovered that she's like this incredible artist, you know, and she, and she's like, like, it's so obvious. She's got this incredible talent. And all of a sudden, like, it'd be so easy to build a business around that. She's just like, I just wish I was really good at something. And I was like, hold up, babes. You are really good at something. And she's like, well, what? And I'm like, babes, you are the best host like amy she puts on the most spectacular birthday parties and gatherings with with our airbnb business she's an incredible host she gets five-star reviews rebookings referrals which allows us to charge premium prices three times the average nightly rate in our area wow how does she do that she's an amazing host but here's the kicker it comes so natural to her it's like she doesn't even realize that it's a skill set and this is part 
of what I think so many people don't see is the gifts that they have and the way in which they can take the things that come natural, the things that they've done their entire life, the things that they don't even think twice about and to create an entire membership business or course business around those skill sets. And so anytime that you're teaching people something, helping solve a problem or uh, thinking about what you're already doing, and how you can turn it into a recurring membership like the product-based memberships, like the service-based memberships, it's a home run. Yes. I'm so glad you used Amy as an example because so many people don't even realize what they're sitting on. They're, they have a gold mine and they don't even know it because it comes so natural to them. I'm sure you see it in the course market too, right? Like, Oh, all the time. Yes. That's why I love talking about memberships and courses because there's so much overlap in terms of how you teach and what you can teach and what value you can add. So it just, I mean, we always say peanut butter and jelly, right? Or even better, peanut butter and chocolate. Exactly. I, I, I forget though. Are you the chocolate or are you the peanut butter? I'm the, I'm the chocolate. Okay, I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. delicious. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Nobody yeah. wants a mouthful of peanut butter. I get it. No, you, you can be the peanut butter. So tell me this. If you were to make a case for an entrepreneur to start or in a lot of cases, those who are listening to add a membership to their existing business, what would it be? What would you say? Well, I would say most likely be a knowledge-based membership. And within that, you know, there are a few different types of, you know, knowledge-based memberships, but, um, and we've talked about them, I think on, on one of the the past podcasts and I'd encourage people to go listen to that as well. But at the end of the day, here's, here's what I want you to realize as entrepreneurs, we have this magical ability to be able to design our business however we want. Yes. And with that, I want everybody to realize that if you try something, if you start something and you don't like it, guess what? You can stop it or you can change it. So don't ever let an idea sit idle because you're afraid of what it might be or how it could roll. What I want to encourage everybody is to not make decisions from a place of fear Make decisions from a place of possibility, a place of opportunity, a place of, uh, you know, positivity. Because here's what you and I both know, Amy, and we see it time and time again. Many times people don't have clarity around exactly what it might be. And so they wait and they procrastinate and they wait and they wait and they wait. And they're waiting for that perfect time, that perfect time when everything's going to align. Well, Recently, I started learning how to surf with my kids. And um, I want you to imagine my kids are out in the water and there's some pretty big waves and they, they're surfing with instructors. So they're on the same board as the instructors. I'm on my own board. Okay. And there'd be waves coming. And I, I particularly think of my son, Sam, with his instructor. His instructor's name was Namaka and he was amazing. And we were bobbing and waiting, bobbing and waiting. And Namaka and Sam, they'd turn around and it didn't even look like it was a wave. And he'd start paddling and then, boom, they're both up and they're surfing. And we're like, what? And then he's back again. And boom, they're up again and they're on another wave. And I look at the other instructors and, I'm, and they're like, we don't know how he does it. Because he just seems to be able to catch any wave. Where we were making the incorrect decision, we were waiting for that perfect wave. And, and during that time, Namaka and Sam, they weren't waiting. They were rolling. They were taking whatever was coming with them and they were rolling with it. And they caught twice as many, three times as many waves as we did. 
And I'm sharing this because this happens in business and in life. We're sitting there bobbing and waiting for that perfect way. Don't sit and bob and wait for the perfect way. Just start paddling. And because in that paddling, you're going to gain momentum. You're going to gain clarity. And it's going to lead to more opportunity than you could have ever imagined. But none of that will ever happen if you just sit idle and bob and wait. So what I would say for everybody is just start exploring the idea. You don't have to have crystal clarity around exactly what it's going to look like. But just start exploring the idea. Start with a founding member launch, gain some momentum that way, and then let it lead you to the clarity. Let it lead you to uh, where you ultimately want to be. Well, you just set me up like a pro and you didn't even know my next question. But first of all, some people are like, what's a founding member's launch? Well, you got to get in Stu's world to learn about that and he will absolutely blow your mind. But to get into Stu's world and learn more and more about memberships, how to get started, what it looks like, hear other stories that will inspire you. Stu's got something pretty cool. So today is exciting because it's actually the day that you're hosting a the first of a series of live workshops. So can you tell us about these workshops? What are they? Who are they for? And how can my listeners join? Well, once a year, we host a free workshop where we go deep and we talk about uh, all of these ideas. So if you're sitting there thinking, okay, you know, I could potentially see what a membership might look like, but I don't know if my market would be a good fit. Come and join us because we're going to walk you through a way to assess whether your market would be a good fit for a membership. And you'll know exactly whether it's a good fit. Or you might be thinking, yeah, but I don't know what to provide inside of my membership. How do I structure the content? Come and join us. We're going to walk you through something that we talked about earlier, the success path and how to set that up. Or you might be thinking like, well, how would I market the membership and grow it? We're going to be talking about all of that too. Like, And it's all free. Here's the kicker though. It is live. And when I say it's live, I'm legit. It's live. And so come and join us because you'll be engulfed in the positive momentum. You'll gain clarity about how it fits with your membership. And I will tell you that we have people who will launch memberships during the free workshop. Yep. And it's because people get swept up in the positive momentum of what we're teaching and how we're breaking it all down. And before they know it, they have not only launched their memberships, but they've made sales and they've gained all kinds of momentum during the free workshop. So come and join us. I've seen that happen. I could totally attest to that. So here's the thing. It is today. The first live workshop is today. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash workshop. So amyporterfield.com forward slash workshop literally right this minute. Don't even let me finish this podcast. Go there right now so you'll know the dates, times. Make sure you show up. Put it in your calendar. It will be worth every minute. And Stu will entertain and inspire the whole time. He makes everything fun. There's a reason why this man is such a dear friend. So you will have so much fun. Go check it out. amyporterfield.com forward slash workshop. Now, if you want to multitask, go sign up for it right now. And in the meantime, Stewie, you don't know this, but I've got this new thing on the podcast where we do rapid fire questions to end it. Are you ready? Ooh, okay. Yeah. All right. You didn't okay. tell me this. Okay. I know. So this is going to be good. Whew, Ask me okay. rapid fire though. So are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. Who is someone that's inspiring you at the moment and why? My wife, 100%, mm-hmm. uh, because she's exploring a new 
uh, creative side of her that uh, she's never explored before. And I think she's nervous and anxious about it. But at the same time, she's moving forward with courage and it's opening her world. And I can't wait to see where it leads. So cool. She's doing exactly what she's meant to be doing. I know it. What was the last membership that you joined and why? I joined memberships all the time. I joined a parenting membership. Oh. Yep. Because my daughter is 10 uh, going on what feels like 18. And she is such <laughs> a little teenager. I know. And uh, I, I uh, feel like I need to be more prepared than I probably am as a father in that uh, arena just to navigate today's landscape, you know, with social media and all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, I joined a membership uh, on parenting. Such a good way to get those lessons in. What is the best advice you've ever received? Oh, I've received a lot of good advice over the years. That's a hard one. Okay, I'll go with one uh, that first came to mind. A mentor of mine uh, once told me, don't go into it, grow into it. And what he meant by that was like, oftentimes, we think that uh, we have to, it, it's an all or nothing. Like it, we have to, we have to, you know, do everything all at once or we can't do it at all. And what he was sharing with me is like, no, that's not the case, dude. You know, for example, like when I was looking to hire uh, the first person on my team, I was so anxious and I was so nervous because I felt like I, it was, it had to be somebody full time. And I, and I didn't know whether I was ready to hire somebody full time. And, and he said to me, Stu, you don't have to hire somebody full time what if you just hire somebody for five hours a week? And I was like, Oh, that, well, that feels a lot better. I'm like, okay. And, and five hours led to 10 and 10 led to 20 and and so forth. But I grew into it. I didn't go into it. And I think that this piece of advice applies to all areas of life. If we just, you know, eased into it and we grew into it, uh, we would do more things that we wanted to pursue. I love that. I've never heard you talk about that. Okay, final question. What are you most looking forward to this year? Well, I have missed people, you know, and uh, I am an introvert by nature. So I have actually really enjoyed the uh, two plus years of, you know, being introverted. Same. But there's a part of me that has just missed those hanging out with dear friends like you and I, like we haven't seen each other like uh, in person for more than two years. And, and I miss that. I just miss, same. I just miss hanging out and just laughing and, and uh, experiencing life with friends and family that, uh, that I love. So that's what I'm most looking forward to is just uh, having, having more of those hangout moments uh, with dear friends. Absolutely. I hope there's tons and tons of moments this year. Stewie, you know, you're one of my most favorite people on the planet. I love you dearly. Thank you so very much for sharing this. And if you haven't done it already, amyporterfield.com forward slash workshop. Thank me later. You're going to love every minute of this live experience and it's totally free. Thanks again, Stu. I can't wait to connect with you again. Thank you. See you, everybody. My heart literally bursts open when I think about the accomplishments of those in my membership experience. If you're in Momentum, shout out to all of you. I love you dearly. And it's such a wonderful experience to work with all of you. And the thing is, it just brings me so much joy to not only watch my Momentum members realize and step into their potential through the membership, but also to watch how they commit to their dream and they go for it and they put in the work and they reap the benefits. Adding a membership to my business has been such a game changer for my students, for myself personally, 
and for the growth of the business. So I want to challenge you to really sit with the idea of what a membership would look like in your business. Or if you already have one, how could you take it to the next level? To help you get some clarity on those, I want you to go to amyporterfield.com forward slash workshop and join Stu over the next few days live and learn as much as you can from his workshops. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash workshop. I'll see you there and I can't wait for you to dive in. Thanks for joining me today. I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now.